0: Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am one of your co-hosts, Monica, and we are joined by our amazing co-host, Glenn. Say hi, Glenn.
1: Hey, guys. How are y'all doing?
0: Guys, today is another day, is another episode of the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Secession. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all know Secession. It's that HBO show with terrible white people and uh i'm um, sorry S-
1: some of our favorite terrible white people Yes, yeah, some
0: of our favorite <laughs> terrible horrible white people and i remember when um what was it okay what was it i remember when secession first came out there were like <sighs> articles coming out of people trying to figure out like who's the hero like who's the babe. protagonist like who's the good guy that's like
1: trying to figure out who the protagonist who the hero is of euphoria mm. babe they're all bad that's the point
0: i haven't watched that
1: show i know this a reason <laughs> i just said it I do, i'm sorry
0: <laughs> i honestly like the day i have to watch euphoria mm, i the,
1: i don't know the day we'll watch Euphoria for the pack up but anyways different hbo max show right now right oh um, right. i'm gonna say it once and for all they're all terrible people there's not a good yeah. person among them don't be trying to like give me an academic um essay dissertation or yeah like dissertation. your master's thesis mm-hmm. on why Kendall Roy is actually an amazing protagonist as yeah. actually the good guy is actually the hero. Of, no,
0: I don't. No, sorry, that. I
1: read the title. I threw the paper away because it was wrong.
0: Sorry. Your um, first introduction sentence didn't grab me to keep me enthralled. You know, no. it didn't grab me. You know what no. I mean? So, yeah. But before we get into the session, we're going to talk about the things that we can't wait to watch. They're coming out very soon. Um... I think one thing that I cannot wait to watch that is coming out is a movie on Amazon Prime because Amazon Prime has been stepping up their game and bringing in some new uh, things to the table and also I spend a lot of time on TikTok so a lot of my recommendations are things I found on TikTok because you know, that's where I am right now and um, the movie I think it's called I Want You Back. It stars Jenny Slate, Charlie Day, Gina Rodriguez, and some hands on white guy, I forget his name, but basically it's a movie about Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. They're best friends and they've just been broken up by two people who did that where they were the love of their lives. So they're going to go after them, try to ruin their happy relationships that they're in. Now they've broken up with them and try to get back together with them. You know, it's a comedy. The plot is like something out of a 90s romance film, but I want to watch it because I love Jenny Slate and I love Charlie Day. So I'm excited to watch that. It's going to be like a fun little thing that I want to watch. It's going to put a smile on my face. You know, it gives Mm -hmm. me like love bird vibes, you know, like I know it's not going to be like the best, but there are people in the movie that I like. So I'm going to watch it anyways. I'm going to give it a try. You know?
1: Yeah. All right. Cute. Well, mine is also a little bit on the cutesy side. Um, It's this random movie that I just saw like an ad for on YouTube yesterday. It's called mm-hmm. A Fairy Tale After All. It's a very classic um like girl at a boarding school I'm pretty sure gets transported into like a magical fairy tale-esque world. Um but it's a little bit like dark mysterious, but it just seems so very lighthearted. It's giving me the same vibes as like um like what is it? Enchanted, disenchanted. Um Ooh. that those type of vibes it's giving me very ella enchanted to so be very early two thousands
0: mm-hmm.
1: fem- uh, female female protagonist in another world or in our world type vibes and that's what I need right now I don't want something serious I want something heart wrenching I don't want something that like challenges how I view the world I just want something mm. cute and something funny I want something interesting I want something with you know like like it's it's minimal stakes like nothing yeah. nothing crazy I just want to relax
0: yeah i feel that i too would like to just watch something that tears my brain off for a while so i do not have to uh, overthink Yeah, you know i'm just here for a good time you know what i mean so that does sound like fun i think i'm gonna look that up um after the pod yeah Yeah, i'm pretty sure it comes out like
1: next week sometime yeah february 18th
0: is it like a tv show is on netflix or is it like in theaters
1: um it doesn't say where it's gonna come out Outside of everything, it, it, so uh,
0: it's called a fairy tale after all.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get picked up by something. Fairy... I'm not. I might okay. not watch it, by the way, but I'll see how it does because I really could use just like an excuse to turn off my brain right now.
0: All right, this does look pretty cutesy. All right, yes. Um, I think the only other thing I'm excited to see is uh, Dollhouse. It's a Hulu show. It stars Kat Dennings, who I love, switch from Two Broke Girls, which was my show back in the day. Even mm-hmm. though it has a problem, it has some problematic things about it. It was still a fun show. I liked it. Okay, the same with like Mom on CBS. I used to love that show. I love Allison Janney. I love her so much. She's amazing. I love her. And um, Dollhouse is, it's actually like a pretty interesting show. This first season is about Kat Dennings. She gets broken up with a guy and she moves in with a girl that she was friends with in college. It stars Kat Dennings, Brenda Song, um, Shay, Shay Mitchell, and Esther P. something. I don't remember her last name, but if you guys have ever seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, she's like the intern. She's like the very nerdy intern. That's the actress who's in the show. And I also think that... Oh crap, I forgot her name. Um, the lady that was in um falling in love in 10 days with Matthew McConaughey is also uh, in the show. I forget the actress's name, but she's in the show too. And like it's just a show about like women in their 20s trying to be like living their life, having fun, being in LA. It's oh, yeah. kind of
1: quirky. Yeah. I so I uh, I had an ad about this. Uh Dollface. Yeah. Doll yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's called Dollface? Yeah, Dollface. Okay,
0: I called it Dollhouse. I might have written that down wrong in my notes, but I am excited to watch it because at first when I was watching the show, I couldn't really get into it, to be honest, and I was just like, I don't understand why there's like an animatronic cat she's talking to, it's weird, but the more I watched it, the more I was like, let me just like have fun and like vibe with it, and it was just something nice to like kind of play in the background. I was like doing like some other work, and it was uh-huh. just... It was a good time. It's a good time. And so when it comes back on Hulu for season two, I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to enjoy it. So, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what I can't wait to watch. Yeah.
1: Is there anything else you can't wait to watch, Glenn? Uh, I don't think so. It's been pretty, you know, we're slowing down this February. No big yeah. blockbusters are coming out right now.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we can get into talking about Secession. Uh, if you guys don't know what Secession is about, it's a show on HBO. It is about the um, Roy family. They are all, you know, they all work under their dad, Logan Roy. And Logan Roy is the owner of Race, Waystar Royco, which is basically like a huge conglomerate. It does news. It does media. It does movies. It does theme parts. It does it all you know, and in the first season of Secession, the kids are trying to figure out who is going to take over for Logan Roy when he subsequently steps down because he's an old man, he has health problems, you know, la-di-da-da. And I think we should just go from like season to season, just like talking about, I don't want to like do like the whole, you know, like we can go with the season to season and just like give like the overview. I mean, because my notes are more focused on like individual people less so on like what happened each episode because if i wrote down what happened like i've watched this show this is my third rewatch of secession to be honest all right so um yeah i think this just we can just start
1: with um how do you want to start this uh i think honestly it's best to just talk about character growth so like Mm -hmm. (coughs) i'm assuming listeners I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you've probably watched season one and you've probably watched season two. And, and like, hopefully. You've probably watched season three also. Spoilers mm-hmm. if you haven't, but you've probably watched season three. Um, so I think it'd be much more interesting to just talk about the characters and how they changed throughout the seasons because like everyone yeah. knows what happened.
0: Yeah. Do you think that they've changed? No. I
1: feel like... <laughs> no, that's probably what I want to about. You
0: know who did change?
1: Siobhan, but she got worse she got so much worse so true i know I, i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I'm, i was about to defend i was about to give my mm-hmm. girl some credit mm-hmm. but like no i'm not like... gonna lie i'm not going to blatantly lie here <laughs> right. on the podcast mm-hmm. yeah Cause
0: I liked her too. Cause like in season one, she was like the kid that was kind of like doing politics and doing her own mm-hmm. thing. And I she, she was as, different.
1: Like she was different from yeah. the other people. She didn't seem like entirely about the money. Well, mm-hmm. like you know, everyone was, but she wasn't yeah, like yeah, entirely yeah. about the money. Yeah. Um. She had her own things, like you said. She was in politics. She was. Yeah. She, she was a girl boss. She was a businesswoman. She was getting out there doing it, and now she's not. Yeah. Like when I
0: first watched, like season one she was going to be like, you know, like Whitney Cumming, Whitney Cunnings and like Chelsea Handler vibes, you know, like white mm-hmm. women who are liberal and probably have like Republican family. Like, it's like, okay, I can kind of root for her. Cause she's going to work for like the Bernie Sanders of the show, you know? Exactly. So like,
1: maybe she's okay. And, you know, At least that's an interesting storyline, you know, yeah. like, things are going on.
0: And I, I don't know. Cause then like it's season one it was very clear that this guy wanted to like start attacking her dad. And if I had a Republican father who owned a conglomerate and was working with someone who hated my dad, I'd probably be like, Hmm, I know about this. Like you got to really like uh-huh. stick to your guns with that, you know? And she kind of did it. Like, it sucks. Like season one, she was really like there by that guy's side. She's like this Senator. I, I like him. I think he's great. I think he's awesome. Uh-huh. Season two, first episode. Fired. Yep. Fired in the car over a stupid joke she made. Bless you.
1: Thank you.
0: Like, this guy shook a normal person's hand and she was like, you want some Purell? He was like, no, I don't want Purell for shaking the working class hand, which like, also the Senator, he's kind of like, you know, he's, we should care about working class people in America. Okay. so mm. Calm down. Chill out. We get it. You're a
1: politician. Okay, it's cool. You're fine.
0: (laughs) Like, you're not on ATN right now. Chill out, chill out, chill out. We've all
1: heard it before.
0: Yeah, we get it. We get it. You're not
1: fooling anybody.
0: Right, yeah. You like poor people. That's cool. Whatever, you know. But her getting fired just like the first episode of season two was like, dang, girl. And then you know that stuck with her because she felt like she had something to prove. Mm -hmm. She felt like she had something to prove. And Logan the I don't know. I feel like he is smart, even though this man's old. I feel like he is kind of smart. He offered her the CEO job and I know that he offered that to her because Kendall and Roman have been, like, vying for it and he wanted to see if she was, like, the one kid, the one kid that, like, wouldn't be money hungry. And it was worse because, like, she knows she can do it. She knows she's smart enough. And I think she was undermined because she is a woman and, like, Logan making her, like, jump through her hoops and, like, doing workbooks and doing, like, workshops with, like, Jerry and, like, Frank when, like, Kendall and Roman were given the keys to the kingdom without even a second thought. Obviously sexist, you know, but, like, what did she expect out of her dad? Like, literally, her dad runs ATN. Like, girl, what did you it's expect? And then she, of course, gets a bit too big for her britches and, you know, <laughs> let um disaster strike on the company. And then yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't even take the time to notice that her hubby, her hubby-boo, who she is kind of shoehorned into an open relationship, is not happy with their relationship as well. Because she's running around, you know, some boys and you know, <laughs> being unfaithful. You know, it's like, and I, like, oh. Remember that scene when she was sitting down with Logan? And he was like, I hear things. I'm sitting here like, Oh, he knows his he knows out here. He, he knows. He
1: knows everything.
0: He keeps his ear to the ground. His people, they know. Like, he talks to the rats in the sewers. You know what I mean? He's a garbage man.
1: He's a know? working class man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working. Yes. Working. working, working we love working. it. We love it. <laughs> yes. But I feel I feel like her, her her arrogance just got the best of her. Like, she has, like, she i don't know it's like that thing when you're like the eldest so you're expected to carry on the family and do like just about everything for your parents because you're given all these responsibilities and expectations and shiv kind of took on that but she wasn't seen as the eldest she's the baby and she's trying to prove herself but she's just doing too much she's she's just she's it's like they're already mm -mm, doing too much you know it was a lot, I, Shiv. I don't know, girl. I don't know.
1: Because I wanted, I wanted to support you so yeah. much, so much. At the beginning, my girl, it just made sense. I was like, okay, this is where they're going. Um,
0: I think Shiv was supposed to be like the sleeper agent, mm-hmm. basically, but like, I guess it just didn't. It just didn't work out, you know.
1: I, just dumb. I'm not completely happy about that decision. Yeah. I'm not completely happy with her character way.
0: Yeah. I do feel like maybe she could have, like, there were some decisions that, like, were made in season three that wouldn't have, have been. That shouldn't have been, you know? And I do have to say, like, she marrying Tom is, like, very clearly that she married a man who's very, like, compliant and complacent. Uh-huh. but like at the same time this is a white man you know like he's gonna do whatever he can to like get his way in and like he has to have some idea that like I know I'm not gonna lie season one I thought Tom was stupid I thought Tom was stupid and insecure oh. and dumb mm-hmm. and I thought that like he kept bullying Greg because Greg was a little man and Tom was kind of seen as a little man of the family so he bullied Greg because he's the new guy and the cousin and, like Tom was the new guy so he's taking out his frustrations on him okay but then, I
1: can see that I can yeah. see
0: that and of course, by season three, we see that Tom is not all that he seems to be, because he really did, like, you know, I understand Sleeper the anger. Sleeper agent. Yeah. Like, I understand the anger if, like, my wife told me on my wedding day that she doesn't want to adhere to our vows and open up a polyamorous relationship, which is a discussion you need to have before you get married. Yeah. How do you guys wedding.
1: have like, this? I, like, that's a discussion you should have when, like, you start dating. Before you start dating, maybe even.
0: She only brought that up because she didn't want to stay faithful to him. She still wanted to mess around. And that's not how polyamory works, but of course she wouldn't know that. Of course she wouldn't know that. Without
1: how educated you are, Miss Thing. Like, there are reasonable ways to do this, you know? There are ways to do this that aren't just manipulative, deceitful, horrible, selfish ways. And you managed yeah. to avoid all of those ways. Yeah,
0: and it really was like also she didn't put an end of infidelity clause in the prenup as well. Hmm. Because I know if Tom was stepping out on her, she mm. would be pissed. But she's openly told Tom that she slept around with guys. And he's just like, okay, okay, like, stand up. What are you looking to be? Stand up. Please. It's a, it's yeah. hard to and watch also that guy. It's it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch Tom just like let this happen. You know? walked over. Yeah, and at some point, like of course he's going to say something about it. He's going to feel some way about it. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of like I'm kind of glad that Tom got a little bit more screen time in season three. Obviously, he was deeply affected by what was happening mm-hmm. in season three, and like it was worrying him a lot. Like this man was looking up prisons like in his free time and like eating like diner food like bad diner food on purpose and Shiv who didn't really care that her husband was going to prison was just so focused on trying to figure out what to do about the company and how she could look like you know the perfect child you know daddy's number
1: one
0: Mm. I mean it it's sad it's it's kind of it's very disappointing to see her character just come become like kind of like roman but not exactly but smarter you know what i mean yeah like they all just like like they're it's very clear that they're all kind of like making fun of kendall behind his back in season one but then by season three (laughs) they're all like they all kind of just like did the same thing he was doing just like sucking up to daddy well
1: because it's easy to make fun of him when you know when they don't feel like they have to do that like when they're Mm -hmm. pretty you know secure in their position they're like oh like he's just like sucking up because like he knows he doesn't stand a chance either way i would Mm -hmm. be embarrassed to do that i'm going to be able to get it because you know i work hard because i'm the best at it i'm the one who knows the best I'm the one who knows the business the best but Mm -hmm. then when they realize like especially after season two when like everything kind of like falls apart and they realize that like none of them are safe then they all start doing it because they're like oh shoot yeah he has a head start now
0: yeah like it it's a lot it's a lot and I okay season one right Mm -hmm. we're all starting off everything's fine dandy I do feel like season one was like the perfect first season for this show it really was because we really just got to see like like so much happened in season one and it felt like it was so interesting re-watching season one I was like oh my gosh I'm surprised what's happening Like, Kendall went from, like, wanting to be the CEO to not being the CEO to his dad almost dying. Like, imagine your dad lying down, not being able to breathe on his deathbed, and y'all are talking to shareholders and people who run the company trying to decide what to do with the business. And, like, imagine being a grown man having to fake, like, you didn't just struggle from a stroke and walk into a business because you're scared your kids are going to ruin it. Like you want it to be a family business but you don't trust your kids because you think your kids are power hungry and they'll grab the power from your hands so you want to hold on to it as tight as you can mm. and then Kendall being upset being a crybaby because he can't be CEO he can't play you know the big man just wants, wants to put on his big boy pants. and basically what did he do what was it again with like Frank, Jerry and Roman <coughs> um,
1: Where is that guy? A bear, no. Yeah, it was like a a bear hold, a bear hug. I don't remember what the term is. Yeah, I think episode, early on
0: season three, he was just trying to take his dad. I think the bear hug came at the end of season one. And then by like season three, season four, he was like, he just, I don't know. He was just trying to take his dad off the board you know Uh Uh uh-huh and this man really had everybody backing him and had his back in the beginning and then they're all sitting in front of logan and then they all put their tail in between their legs they all shut up so quick they're so silent because behind logan's back everybody feels free to just talk about him obviously because he's not a great guy but to his face y'all can act fake even his own children which is sad really that you're scared of your dad but like
1: but like, I, mean, I guess it makes sense. Their dad, like, look really at bad. look at their dad. You know? Look at the people, yeah. the material.
0: <laughs> look at that man.
1: I would be scared too. There was a whole. This man, literally, also,
0: yeah. Excuse, like, per, he protected I, his son after, like, he.
1: Mm, and, like that—that's not. Oof. And yet, after, after everything we've seen, after everything that's happened, the entire show. The dad still acts as if like he's been too easy on his kids. He's like, if only I'd been harder on you. If only I'd like I had trained you better. I'd raised you like better. Like then maybe one of you could take this position. Like after all of like the emotional abuse and the I'm not gonna call it like horrible mm-hmm. parenthood, but like definitely not like great parenthood that has happened their entire lives mm-hmm. and them trying to like get this business and him dangling this carrot over their head all of their entire lives, putting them all in competition with each other, since they were born, basically. And so still like, oh, I could have done better. I could have been harder on you guys. I should have been. I can't believe that I made you guys this soft. Like,
0: It reminds me of like when Roman talked about that story when Kendall locked him in the dog cage oh, and mm-hmm. made him eat dog food, and he couldn't even remember if he liked it or not. I was sitting here like, oh gosh. Y'all really do need to talk to
1: somebody. Yeah, like can like we y'all get a group really that do need to talk to someone? Like, take some of the money and each of you get some therapists. Ha, have a session, have a few, talk it out. Yeah,
0: like all this money y'all got, it needs to go towards the therapist. Yeah, there's some deep-rooted trauma. Roman definitely needs to talk to somebody about everything. Like Roman. It's very clear that he is meant to be like the frat bro, yeah, like the pipsqueak guy who's like Roman very much feels like the dude that would be like a nerd in middle school that like would be weird around girls and yeah. like talk a lot about like Minecraft and like ro- he would be in robotics club, uh, but he got rich.
1: Nah, no, I'm not gonna stand here and let you install robotics, okay? Club.
0: <laughs> but I, well, I was in robotics club too, so I can okay, feel like I okay. have some say in this, <laughs> okay? Some you know, some. Some 12 year olds, you know, you don't need to have swag when you're like in middle school, like you don't. But also like some of y'all were just very awkward in middle school and you just never grew out of that. And I feel like Roman is that kid who was just like stayed in his awkward phase. And the money helps him like feel cool and like feel powerful, but he wants to act like he's a cool guy, you know, he likes to mess around and like not take things seriously. But at the end of the day, he was just as desperate for his father's attention and affection as Kendall was mm-hmm. but he didn't just he didn't show it he didn't start showing it until like middle of season two or like season three when Kendall was out of the picture and you know Logan needed a new um a new lackey so Roman was happy to step up because of course Roman wants to prove himself as a serious businessman and he wants people to take him seriously and everything like that but uh you know it's just mm, mm. Yeah. He's not a great like Roman is definitely not a good guy. Like him trying to set his dad up to have that dude who was very much supposed to be like a right wing YouTuber or something, like the Steven Crowder, Steven Chowder. Who's that guy?
1: Like Yeah, Steven Chowder, right?
0: Yeah. Or like he's like an attractive Ben Shapiro who's like yeah. actually like eloquent and can like say phrases and like is like charismatic in a way, but very much right wing. And very much, like, wants to get America back to the traditional values. Mm-hmm. And all of them going to the rich people white summit, trying to pick the next president. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it Yeah, it's clear that, like, Roman is in it to win it. But, I don't he just really needs to talk, he really needs to work out his issues.
1: He really, like, he really does, you know. It's also, very- can we talk about, like, the, like, wait a second. So Roman is he's the second oldest, right? That's where he is.
0: No, Kendall is the second oldest. Connor is the oldest.
1: Yeah, Connor's the oldest.
0: That's the funny thing, is that Connor is literally the eldest son, and everyone keeps saying that Kendall's the eldest son. Mm-hmm. That's how messed up this family is. That they ignore what of the kids, act like he doesn't even
1: exist. Okay, he's like, literally a joke. In in defense of the kids, yeah. He literally begged begged a woman to marry him and fucking got static when she Mm -hmm. said how bad can it be like that doesn't give me eldest son vibes
0: connor was not hugged enough as a child like none of them really were were. were. (laughs) shiv is like the only person who isn't really affected by that but at the same time she kind
1: of is because like she can't see find a good relationship shiv was a factor obviously mm-hmm. but like it's not shown as much because yeah. she had so much because like being a woman in such like a male dominant field her entire life like she didn't get a choice like she mm-hmm. had no like ability to pursue anything else like this had to be her life yeah she's gotten so good at not showing any weakness because she will be torn apart for it that like mm-hmm. it seems to affect her less
0: yeah but it definitely does mm-hmm. yeah because like why else, should we?
1: Why else would, would she settle for Todd? Oh. Todd, no, 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 let's talk about that. There you go. Who is Todd? I have no idea, I've never heard of him. Oh, Tom, his name's Tom. Wow, well, it, he was so bad that you literally forgot his name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, like that guy Nate who was working with that the senator, um, he seems like more of a fit for her. The only problem is that Nate is actually as smart as Shiv and would actually talk back to her father and stand up for himself and not take any shit from her family, Uh which is why she didn't end up dating him because she doesn't really want to date somebody or be with somebody who's actually at the same intellectual level as her because she doesn't want to be, you know, taken down a notch by someone else who she is in love with so she feels better about marrying someone or dating somebody who is pliable like Clay so she, who she can mold into the perfect man but at the same time she is not happy with being settled and married even though status, in the status in terms of like image it looks good for her to be married to that man it looks good for her to be with that guy and Tom knows that marrying into the royal family is essential for him in his career because it boosts him up it gives him a seat at the table which he does not deserve it gives him a job which he does not deserve and he did not earn did not work for but he's there simply through marriage and also shiv
1: is hot so nope. like no there's that because well. we haven't talked about that yet and that was a very important detail that i was wondering if you were going to miss shiv is well, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like she, she is and you know i did not it's not like i didn't notice i noticed no we all know this. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> Like, we all saw the floral dress she was wearing in the last episode. Oh, I yeah.
1: Like, she was looking good, you know? But... And I'm not going to I, sit here and lie to you and tell no, you otherwise. No, she was... Like, she's a nice-looking lady. Okay,
0: very attractive, very beautiful, very much so. Yes, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And she really was, like, pretty... Like, she was smart. Like, I feel like she had good ideas, but I feel like, especially in season two she did get a little too pompous. Like her just blurting out that she was gonna take over for the company in front of, um what was the people again? The Pierce family? Yeah. Like her just burning her out. That was, that's showing her hand way too quick. And that exactly. was just- I was so
1: scared. I was like, yeah,
0: <clears throat> Like it was good that like the, you know, mama Pierce, that she liked Shiv and she was ready to like sell the company if Shiv was gonna take over. Like that's great and that shows like a sign of goodwill, but it sucks because like Logan doesn't like to be told what to do, you know? And he was just trying to be like Mm-mm, about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. And also a side note, Miss Pierce, she was so ready to sell the one news network that actually told real news to that man for billions of dollars, Uh but she stopped it because some black man got on the stage and told a few jokes. And she realized that people will look at her funny fake. And also Mm -hmm. everybody who works at ATN, they don't watch ATN, they watch Pierce News. They watch PGN, except that one lady said, Who looks like a raisin? She probably watches (laughs) it But everybody else watches Pierce News because that's where they get their news. Because Logan Roy thinks the news is something entertaining and fun to watch. It's, It's, you know, entertainment. Is that something that's supposed to be a tool to educate people about what's going on in the world? Absolutely not. But yeah, I think, I don't think Shiv was the new Kendall. I just think that like, she was definitely loyal to her dad, to a fault, but she was also arrogant as she was supposed to be. And she just kept getting undermined and just like her dad was a sex- sexist but also like she just she just fucked it up sometimes. You know what I mean? She was just not. Yeah. She was just not doing it. Like girl, you were not bringing it all to the table.
1: You were not giving all that you thought you were giving. That was just it. Are we you going know? to talk about Kendall? Because we've been we- dancing around him for a hot minute. Let's talk about Kendall. Let's talk about Can Kendall. Can we talk about his very amazing imitation of a depression now that was all of season three
0: i everything kendall has done like season one everything he did was just because he was being a little crybaby and he didn't get to be ceo yeah that was it Mm -hmm. like him trying to get his dad off the board it wasn't for the good of the company it's because he wanted to be ceo and he was upset because his dad didn't give him the reins you know and he obviously he wasn't ready. Like none of those kids should be running that company because they don't really know what they're doing. They just want power. They want money. They're just like they're greedy. They're selfish. Mm-hmm. And Kendall then going to go into a bear hug with his friend and his dad's enemy so he can finally take control no. on no. his
1: sister's wedding day. No, no. Like especially like if you're going for a for a bear hug, this is true in like so many different business practices. If you're going for a bear hug you Better be a hundred percent sure there's not even a sliver of a chance you could lose. Not a sliver, like, when you go for it? Mm. There, but you do, you better be a hundred thirty percent sure that you're going to win.
0: And honestly, season one, that finale truly could not be topped by anything else. Like, secession season one, that season, it was immaculate, mm. immaculate. And season two, I feel like did really like step up and like, I feel like it did try and like, you know, keep up with like how great season one was. Like season two was still pretty good. Um, I do think Kendall being reduced to like a sock puppet is kind of sad, but it's just kind of like how it was going to go because his father found out that he killed someone and Kendall didn't tell nobody. He didn't say anything. He just went right to his room and hid it. And I just have to sit here and think, if your dad knows that you did this what else does that man know he
1: knows everything
0: like Logan really does have his hands in everyone's pocket mm-hmm. like he really do be looking like he just and I think Kendall should have taken like some real time Ooh, I'm not remembering like <laughs> I think Kendall should take us some real time to get better like he he really went through something traumatic and he really needed to like go to therapy or rehab so his dad pushing him in front of a camera and doing like a news interview like a day after that all happened it's kind of like pushing it and then having yeah and then having him come into work and just like doing monkey see monkey do it's just kind of it's kind of sad and then roman immediately jumping into kendall's spot like just jumping in ready to just like take on the deal it's just oh my gosh I also feel bad for Kendall because like he is really struggling under the weight of what he has done. And that one scene when Shiv is like sincerely trying to talk to him and like just really like trying to be there for him. And he's trying to be like, what's this play?
1: What's this about? It's like mm-hmm. this is your sister, bruh. Like, are you good? This is supposed to be a deep connection. We're supposed to be having yeah. an emotional moment here. It really did.
0: It really did. I was sad when he hugged Shiv and he started crying. I was like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Mm. And then he immediately like bricked up. I was like, no, bro, you got to let it out. You got to let it out. Because this is, it's not good for you. Like, Kendall is like a vampire. Like, the widow's peak, the sunken (laughs) face, the pale skin.
1: (gasps) Okay, you didn't have to bring up the sunken face, he bro. is. You didn't too. have to bring up the under-eye bags.
0: Listen, <laughs> there was a scene when he was going up the elevator before he fired everybody at that like little app they had. There was obviously uh, a spinoff of a BuzzFeed. When he was going up the elevator, that was Dracula. It was getting Dracula vibes. <laughs> like The shadows on his face, Adam McKay did that on purpose. I know you did. I see you, my Lloyd. I see you, yeah. I know what you did. I see that, okay? Game recognized game. All right, the mise on seed is getting dead inside. Oh my inside god! Inside and out. Like Kendall was tanned and like was like bronze and tanned in UK for his mother's like remarriage, and yet he still was pale. Yeah.
1: They knew what they you were know? doing, and they were doing it on purpose.
0: His aura is very much gray. Just gray. You know, It's just mm. not. Ugh. It's
1: like, and I would like a an aesthetic gray either just like an ugly dusty musty gray like it's like rain yeah yeah it's mm, it's a lot i i don't even know what to say
0: i do feel for kendall like i think in some ways logan does care about him a little bit like um, well he definitely
1: is trying to yeah, Kendall just like, keeps being a little bit of a bitch. No, sorry, he just keeps being a big bitch boy constantly.
0: And it's not Kendall's fault that he doesn't trust his dad, because we all know who Logan is. We know he's not a great person. But like Kendall going on the roof almost every day, looking over it, and then like after the shooter came, they put the glass up on the roof so he couldn't like stand over the edge. So it's like to protect him in a way. And also having Greg watch Kendall going to Thomas' bachelorette party mm-hmm. to make sure he doesn't end up going home in a body bag. Like, that shows that he's looking out for him. Like, he's at least looking out for his son, probably not looking I Like, some people did make the argument that Logan is just looking out for his business interests. But like, Kendall isn't a businessman or isn't being, he can't be utilized in season two because he was basically like a sock puppet. So he is looking out for his son to make sure that he's okay, because he wants his son to be okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Like, those are his kids at the end of the day. Like, he loves them, even though he yells at them and, you know, hits them in the face and, you know, I don't know, calls them useless or worthless or something like that. He still loves them. That's what right, normal dads
1: do, right? Mm,
0: it's very... Mm. It's, like, remember season three when Roman was the interview, and they kept asking him, like, share one life lesson your dad has told you, and Roman was like, nah. Get new question. It's like, no, share a happy memory you have with your dad. New question. It's like, the producer was like, uh, fuck, uh, okay. <laughs> Literally just writing things on the back of the cards, trying to like come up with something on the spot. <laughs> and then he came up with a lie, like a fishing story. And then his dad was like, where'd you get that from? He was like, Connor. He's like, where'd you get that from? Like a book? He's like, oh, okay. Mm.
1: Like, it was like, cause I know for sure. I never took you fishing. Never.
0: Yeah. Definitely have never gone fishing. Been on the water, on a yacht, gone fishing? Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. Do I look poor?
0: The thing that really shocks me is that, like, Logan, in a way, doesn't really respect his children, you know?
1: But Logan definitely seems like the type of person, obviously, who, like, you don't get respect. Until you Mm. have done something that has earned you respect, he will give you none. You get zero. You start at zero, prove yourself from there. Then we can talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Logan, like, I remember episode one, that little boy was running the bases. He's playing baseball with them, And Roman was like, I'll give you a million dollars if he hit a home run. Like, he wrote a million dollar check. And then the guy, the kid didn't get it, obviously. And then he tore up the check in the kid's face. And then Logan went up and shook his hand. Because, like, that's a great effort. Like, roman was impressed by this kid and he showed this kid more love more attention like sincerely showed this kid like genuine affection and like respect that he doesn't show his kids that often Mm -hmm. like this kid actually tried and gave it his all and roman's upset because he worked hard to build this empire a race empire on that but he built this empire and his kids just feel like they should just have it because it's just theirs and they deserve it and it's their birthright or whatever and Logan wants them to work for it but not a lot of them have actually worked. But like Kendall worked harder to get his dad off the board and out of the picture and not be CEO more. He worked
1: harder to get his dad out of the picture than he did at his actual job. Now for the record, Logan was proud of Kendall when he did that. He was very proud of how hard Kendall was working to get him out because at least Kendall was actually doing something. At least he was off his ass. At least he was like, you know, he was strategizing, he was playing, he was talking with people. He was acting like a businessman.
0: Hmm. The fact that he was actually kind of impressed when Kendall went in front of the uh did the business, the press conference in season two, uh-huh. and like actually like called his dad out on that. The fact that he was like kind of impressed by that, I was like, this man.
1: Uh, they went to they went to shit in season three, plummeted instantly.
0: I feel like they really did set up like big expectations for season three, and like of course with COVID like pushing back the filming and everything like that. It kind of did fall short of like, maybe the expectations we had, because of course, Kendall, pretending like he's doing this for the victims. And I feel like he's doing this for like, the people who have been deeply affected by it, really just doing it to get back at his dad. Like he wants to call out his dad for hiding settlements in sexual assault lawsuits and possible deaths of people who worked on the um, yacht. But he wants the company to stay together so that his siblings have something to go back to. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. How can that happen? How does that work? And also, he's trying to like have a lawsuit against his father. Where are your witnesses? Yeah, where are the people who are going to back you up? Like, where's your evidence? Like, you have like three measly papers that you saved that Greg saved after shredding like ten thousand of them.
1: Like. Uh, what mm, and then was gonna
0: turn greg in so that he could keep his popularity status so people could keep liking him because at the, at the end of the day he wanted his dad to like him and he wanted people to like him too because he wanted to be that guy he thought he was that guy he was sitting in the back of the car punching the seat listening to jay-z j cole wearing the coolest shoes trying to be cool and hip and fun like kendall you're not you're not zach efron all uh-huh. right you're not even ryan uh, you're not even the guy who makes the doodles. No, you're. You're not. You're the dude
1: that plays cello. I can't even think cello. of who you are. <gasps> you're the dude. No, you're that right. plays the No, you're right. No, that was a hundred percent correct. Like I was about yeah. to make fun of you, but no, that is the exact correct statement. I'm sorry. It's it's just not your day. You know, like maybe nobody's nobody's pulled yeah. up to the guy that plays the cello.
0: No, one, no one even like no one even says hi to the guy. No one even gives him a nod. He's just there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and also, like, in season three, Kendall, it's so, it's such a spit in the face for him to be like, I'm doing this for the victims, I'm doing this for the people who couldn't have a voice, and then he keeps interrupting the women that are working for him, and he's undermining the Black woman that is his lawyer, and then he
1: goes on a misogynistic
0: rant to his sister. This is succession. Would you
1: expect anything else? In fact, if I had gone any other way, I would have turned off this episode. I would have believed it.
0: I cannot believe you had Sonali then on your show. These are the you white people. The, y'all had the nerve to disrespect her. Like, I cannot believe. Also, they had a lot of, like, recognizable faces in season three. Mm-hmm. And
1: COVID's happy, been real good to them.
0: Yeah. Like, as happy as I am for them to, like, have, like, you know, new people and everything like that. I do feel like I do feel like having actors that you don't know, it's just easier to get immersed into the show. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know who any of these actors were when I first watched the session, but it's easier to watch the show when the actors just fit so easily into their roles. Like it's cool to have a recognizable face, but at the same time, it kind of takes away from the show being like a different world, and you're seeing it as like, oh, this is an HBO show. Look, it's Z-Way. You know what I mean? Like, I love Z-Way. I love her. And, you know, I love, you know, Skarsgård brother, Adrian Brody, Sanaa Lathan. They're all great, but, like, they kind of don't fit, you know? Like, they're very much the guest stars. And it's like, oh, look at this big name actor we have. Like, Adrian Brody, he was really good in that episode. Like, he's a great actor. He was really, really good. But... You don't need to have the big names to let us know that you're that girl. We know you're that yeah. girl.
1: We're watching you. We we appreciate you. Everyone yeah. loves you.
0: Yeah. Just, like, stick to the no names. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. It's fine. Like, the actress who plays Jerry, I love her. I love her. Jerry really did, like... I feel like Jerry was the only person who was, like, a little bit more interesting this season. Yeah. Like, it does make sense for Jerry to have been the interim CEO because she had been there longer and she knows what she's doing, she knows what she's talking about. And for ship to get all pissy about it, like girl, go sit down, like chill out. Like, I, I don't know. Also with all the money that these kids have, they could go make their own company and be the CEO of that. Yeah. You know, like you see that your father
1: is struggling. You see that he's losing money. Why don't you jump ship and find something else to do? Exactly. Right. at least be proud uh... of you
0: for making something out of
1: your own. Exactly, like at least be better than just trying to mooch off of hair. My goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But don't ask me. I'm just a lowly walking I'm, person I'm just a lowly, I, you know. I don't know anything. So maybe you should be talking to someone who does.
0: Not a real person.
1: You know what they say. We're not real people. Is that what they say? Is that what they say? I mean, no. that's
0: what they said about the people they threw off that ship, didn't oh. they? No, you're right. That whole crew scandal though. I I love that. I love it. A nice scandal, absolutely. Because they introduced it in season one, so it had to come out eventually. True. Like, it had to come forward. And it was hilarious watching these rich people trying to scramble, trying to pay off these people to keep their mouths shut. Like, just running around throwing money at everybody. 10 million, 20 million. Like, just trying to make it rain. And Shiv being the one person... The fact that, honestly, like, when she was talking to that woman in that one scene in the park, mm. I was sitting there, listening. I was watching, and like, as a woman, like, oh. Rhea not even being able to, like, get out of the car and just do her job and do what she needs to. First of all, Rhea needs to stop playing like she didn't know who Logan Roy was. Or what ATN was like, okay. she really was close to the seat. At, she really was close to getting a seat at the table, and like she wanted that power, but she didn't realize the dirty work you have to do to get that power, and she wasn't ready to stomach that. Okay, she thought it was all the sunshine and rainbows. This isn't Pierce. It's ATN. It's waste waste our Royco, Raya Jorel. All right, she really thought she wasn't going to get her hands dirty, girl. Bye. I, but she's sorry. Be sorry. To, like, Is this
1: America, girl? I, so dumb. You like, working at Target to gain your head dirty. Exactly.
0: Filthy. She sitting down at that playground. It's such... To write, to write that scene and to act out that scene is so pivotal. But it was honest. Because even though she was saying... She was being completely honest with that woman. And everything she was saying was true and can be true in real life. And in a way, she really was protecting the lady. Because if she did come forward with her story her life would completely change. Like, you see it with people like Monica Lewinsky, yeah. whose name is in every single rap song. You see mm-hmm. it with Christine Blase Ford, who spoke about Bri- Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. and had her address leaked. Like, even though they get acclaim and they get some popularity and people talk about how brave they are and everything like that, after the fact, their lives are completely changed because there are people out there who see these women as like, The enemy, or they see these women as liars, or they see these women as, you know, a problem. And they think that women coming forward and speaking about their stories is them trying to just get money and not really just like trying to warn people about how horrible someone is and trying to share their story so other people know what's going on. So these people can be held accountable. They don't see that as like women speaking their truth or trying to share their stories, they see it as just like. Gold diggers, you know what I mean? Or as women who are dishonest, or women that are looking for a pay cut. And even though what she was doing was in the benefit of her own father and her own interests, and she tells mm-hmm. women that she's being real, you know, like she could take the payout and live her quiet life mm-hmm. and just try to work through her trauma with the money, or she could come forward with it. And yes, people will know and people will probably herald her, but she will also be burned at the stake in a way by conservatives and right-wing fanboys on Reddit who don't understand what consent is, you know? And I feel like that was such a pivotal moment where Shiv did the right thing the right way. And it really does suck that like the writers, y'all could have just let her be great. Y'all could just let her be great. Y'all could just let her be great. great. Like we couldn't give me the, y'all couldn't give me my girl boss. Like y'all couldn't give me my moderately conservative girl boss. And also, Shift could have just stayed in politics. I'm sure she could have found someone else besides the senator to, you know, back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like for season four, she should try and help that other guy that won the, the Republican nomination but didn't get it. She should try and campaign with him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what she should do. Because she was literally offered in season two either um, chief of staff or the CEO. Yeah, mm-hmm. You should have chosen chief of staff. Like, your dad is fickle. Like, he can't walk up a flight of stairs, babe. All right. He doesn't take his UTI medication. He forgets where he is. You should have just taken chief of staff and, like, Grendon Barrett. I would have been on 60, 1600 <laughs> Avenue. I would have been on 1600 Avenue. I would have been. Absolutely. But that's just me. But I'm not like other girls. Mm. <laughs> yep. Um,
1: Glenn, do you want to talk about? I don't know. You want to talk about Connor? You want to talk about Shiv? Do we ha- do? Okay. Here's all I have to say about Connor. Absolute dumb- oh, <laughs> Do you see that? We're just not. My everything camera- over. <laughs> okay. Because I was about to talk about Connor. We've we over. Is a- oh, yeah. Hey, no, no. Let's talk about Connor. Um, I'm gonna say it. He doesn't deserve to be the oldest. I know that that has nothing to do with personality. I know that's right. just like who happens to come first. But how is he the oldest? How is he the eldest child? What has he done? (coughs) Name a single thing (coughs) he's done that was worth mentioning. Always.
0: This man was trying to brag about owning land. Okay,
1: colonizer. Uh, What else? I own a flower garden. You don't hear me bragging about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's not special.
0: And how do you feel about Willa? Like, give me your honest opinion.
1: I don't know how to feel. If I mean 100% mm. honest, I don't know how to feel.
0: I kind of had hope for her and her little screenplay yeah. until she wrote that elegy eulogy for Mr. Lester and then I was like, oh. Yeah. Connor, oh, she's
1: just as stupid as Connor. They are the same. Which makes sense why they're with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, like, <laughs> I really do, I feel like if you're somebody who I understand that, like, sex work is real work right Mm -hmm. and there are different layers to it and it can be very challenging to like do that kind of job and continue to do it and like have it like support you like it's a different it's a different kind of area of work it's not the same as like other jobs obviously it's not like being an office assistant or like flipping burgers at mcdonald's or like being a mechanic it's completely different so willow wanting to stay with connor who is a rich man who just wants her to like be pretty and live in the house i mean that's easier than doing what she was doing before Uh but at some point you gotta like want something for yourself like i feel like if you're gonna be living with a rich man maybe like get an allowance and like sneak that away and hide it under a mattress so like you can make a dash because there were times where like willow was like standing next to connor and she did not want to be there uh, she did not, not want to be there. And, you know, your play is bad. So you can't write. It's okay. You know, people have ghostwriters. Exactly. Or they take lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, read a book, try something else, become an actress. You know what I mean?
1: You have options. You got time. There you got are lots of options.
0: Yeah. And Connor just like, it does. I do kind of I did feel bad for Willa at some point because people were being family's being mean to her obviously because she's a sex worker mm-hmm. and then Marsha, she talked about her friend in france in season one how her friend died she was a prostitute and i was like Marsha, what the heck is your problem but also i love Marsha. Marsha might be the only person in the show that i actually like <laughs> Marsha,
1: no, no no i'm not gonna laugh no i ends. laughed but i shouldn't tell because i don't
0: exactly know how her and logan met but when she was like looking into Marsha. Marsha literally pulled her aside. She's like, Shiv, is there anything you want to know about me? You just ask me, and I'll tell you, okay? Like She is not scared of those kids. She doesn't care about them kids. She doesn't try to please them. She actually likes being with Logan, and she loves him. And she doesn't take any BS. She doesn't like being lied to. She's straight up. She tells people how she feels, and that's it. And when she went back to Logan season three, she wanted everything. Duh, 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 duh. This is what I want. This is what I need. This is what will be adhered to, and you will do it because that man asks for me. All right, he wants me there. And yeah, I know about this little side piece. I picked her and what? Mm-hmm. Like simple. I think Marsha Marsha's great. Uh, she's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean she's not morally better than any of them, but at least like she stays that for herself. True.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At least she like at least she says things that she wants to. She says it with her chest. Like she's not scared of them. Like thank house. Yeah, like, does she say things? Sometimes it's like, "Girl, what?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes she agrees with Logan a little too much for my liking, but you know, anything for the back, You know what I mean? Exactly. Anything we at least we at least
1: always know where she stands.
0: Yeah, and at least we like we know that she actually like, cares about Logan. Like she was like watching over his him. She was with him in the hospital. Like she was genuinely taking care of him. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody needs to take care of that man because he is old and frail. He
1: needs help. Oh, He needs needs something.
0: He couldn't walk down a a trail. Like, he couldn't walk down a trail. This man has a UTI. There's so much going on with this man. Oh, my
1: goodness. And nobody's going to help him?
0: I don't even know. I do have to say, season three, I'm very glad we learned just his last name. It's (laughs) Jordan. (laughs) I'm glad that... I'm glad that she got more than three lines this season. Very good. Nice job. You know? I like seeing a little bit more melanin than usual. You know what I mean? I understand it's rich people so they're all going to be white, but like we can add a little something-something in there. You know what I mean? We a
1: flavor.
0: Also, did you think that Kendall was going to go on Z-Way's show
1: in that one episode? No! That hit me out of nowhere. If I was I, the only one. Was I the only one that, that like blindsided? I, I don't I don't
0: know it was just like so random you know what I mean yeah yeah
1: I it was just a little bit like me too (laughs) no no that was exactly that was exactly what I was thinking (laughs) Greg the new guy all right all right what did you think of Greg Glenn um honestly refreshing it's really (laughs) what the show needed I need someone to hate a little bit less than everyone else. Mm-hmm.
0: I love Greg. Um, you know, I love a clear example of nepotism.
1: Exactly. You know, just... like at least you know, I think like is it nepotism? One hundred percent. No one's arguing. But at the yeah. end of the day, at least it's familiar. Like you know, it's a breath of fresh air. It's like, okay, this is how things usually work. Mm-hmm.
0: And I love the actor, like the actor who plays Greg. Uh, he is Nicholas hilarious.
1: Brun? Yeah, it's Brun, Nicholas Braun. Yes, Nicholas Braun. I love um,
0: him. I love them so much like him and uh Tom their whole thing it does make me feel uncomfortable sometimes but by the end of season three it's kind of like dang they're both terrible now but they're both terrible together and it's like there's a little bit of growth there you know what I mean like Greg goes from being this like awkward guy who's super anxious and he's just like trying to figure out what the heck, this new world he stepped into because he doesn't understand it. He's only like seated from the outside and now he's like in there. And now by season three, he has a girl who's his best friend and then a girlfriend. Like, yeah, and now, like, isn't that
1: what every person wants? I guess. Like, some people can win. Do they have to be white? Yes. Do they have to have rich parents? <laughs> yes. But some people can win. Yeah. Yeah, he's he has shown some growth
0: over the couple of seasons and like at least he knew to like cover his butt in terms of like destroying the evidence you know maybe he should have like you know not handed over all of the papers to tom to burn yeah you know maybe he should have like kept some of them at home and like you know like if Greg just got better at lying he would have been fine. Yeah. If he just got like a little better, if he was just like a little better at lying, he would have been okay. You know? But that's just, I mean, he's a great character. I feel like Greg is like the everyman. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like the person we are supposed to be relating to in the show. And I like Greg. He's an all right guy.
1: He's okay with me. But there's not much to say. Like, it's Greg. it's exactly it, like I said before it's, it's exactly what the show needed.
0: It's literally Greg and I love I love Nicholas Braun. he's an amazing actor. He's so great. He deserves so much from this role. he's doing he's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah. um I I think there is a lot more that I want to say
1: because I have a lot of notes, but I don't really know how to like. No, no, no. do it. Do rapid fire. Do because we've covered like all the major characters now. So just do Mm -hmm. rapid fire. What would you want to say?
0: Okay, I like Jerry. She's smarter than everyone else. She knows how to play her cards. She knows how to win, and I feel like Jerry is pretty smart and like pretty like great at like seeing the big picture. Uh, I think Frank. It's just reliable and like loyal, but by the end of season three, he doesn't really know what he's doing. And I feel like the writers did not really know what to do with his character anymore, yeah. because he was supposed to be seen as like the grandfather clock, like the reliable uncle. But by season three, he's just like kind of like there like Carl shows more promise than Frank does. And honestly, that's kind of upsetting. Uh, I like Sonny. I think Sonny's an awesome character. I like that Sonny has still been in the show. And I like that Sunny was honest and straight up with Kendall. When Kendall asked him if he could trust him, Sonny said no. But Kendall didn't listen because Kendall's an idiot. Wow. And then Sonny jumped at the chance to help Kendall betray his father because Sonny is in it for the money. You know, he'll follow wherever the money goes. What's there
1: to be in there for? No, no. I'm not going to sit here and judge. What? No, I hundred percent, like I respect him because we've always known his exact position, yeah, we've never been confused. He's not a tricky character. He's not I, mean, I guess he's a little bit manipulative, but like mm. less so than everyone else. you know,
0: yeah, um, I think that Volter being completely destroyed and gutted is very interesting. In terms of like how ATN doesn't value journalism, doesn't value facts, and obviously would take a whole corporate a whole company that is run by people in inter the people who are underpaid and would tell them to not unionize, take all their ideas, not give them pay, not give them pension. I feel like that's directly in line with like capitalism and basically yep. reminding
1: the viewers that so like these are bad people.
0: These exactly. are bad people. Mm-hmm. You are not supposed to be. You need for to them. stop rooting for
1: them. Yes. I need to stop seeing fan cams of uh, Kendall Sheev being a Roy. girl boss. I need to stop seeing fan cams of Kendall and Tom. Exactly. Y'all need to stop thirsting over Mister Wompsgam and Mister Sweaty Roy. You need to right? stop like thirsting over Mister One Percent.
0: This guy got spat on in the face and barely flinched. All right. This is not. The kid, you need to be writing your name like, oh, Miss Rebecca Roy. Miss Rebecca Roy. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's not... It's not cute.
1: Okay? Uh, Glenn Roy really rolls off the tongue.
0: Ugh, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop. Uh, what else? I like Rava. Um, I like Rava more than I like Naomi. I think Naomi was trouble in season two. Yeah. Mm. Like, Kendall should have... Kendall has never really taken a hard stance to try and be sober, you know? And that's really, like, stuff... I feel like season four, like, sobriety is not something that I, I know and I don't know a lot about it, but I feel like if he did take, like, a real shot at trying to be sober and not drinking, not smoking, not doing anything, I feel like that would be very beneficial for him because in season one, he did meth, and that was worrying. Yeah. Like, you show up to... A therapy retreat that your dad did for publicity at the end of the day, but you're high on the, the crystals. Like this isn't Euphoria, for yeah. So I had to wake it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's concerning. <laughs> it's concerning to say the least. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know, you know, and also that therapy retreat, useless. Fox. Absolutely useless. Like he kept repeating the same thing over and over. He's like, everything I've done, I've done for my kids. And then your kids can even share how they really feel because you'll punish them and you'll get upset with them for it. Like, like that's not therapy. That's not healing. That's not listening. In order to move forward, you have to yourself, admit your own faults.
1: You know? Yeah, the first step is admitting that.
0: Mm-hmm. If you can't admit when you're wrong, then you're in the wrong, really. That... Yeah. Yeah. And Kendall is so incredibly selfish and arrogant to want to destroy his family's company just so he can be in control. And it's like, oh, if I can't be in control, you guys can't have a company. Like, that is incredibly selfish and stupid mm-hmm. for you to be so blinded by money and power and greed that you want to destroy something that your father built, which, like, not trying to defend Logan, but he built that thing with his own hands and off the exploitation of other people, of course. Uh-huh. And something right. for your parent, like, for your siblings, like, just because you don't get to you don't get a turn on the monkey bars, so you want to tear down the whole playground? Does that make sense? Like, let's let's come down here. Let's reevaluate. Yeah.
1: Let's rethink what we're doing.
0: That's, it's weird. And um, uh, let's see. Oh, Greg wants to leave ATN. And um, he's, it's obvious that, like, Tom was taking out his frustrations about his relationship with Shiv on Greg false like obvious Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like greg wanting to leave atn was like his little his little last trigger dignity and his conscious being like being like being like being like like. we need to get out while we can Mm -hmm. did my mic just change
1: hold on did my audio just get weird um it just spiked for a second but you're good now okay okay yeah
0: like I think Greg wanting to leave ATN in the beginning of season two was really his conscious being like, this is the last step. This is mm-hmm. the last straw, bro. Like, if you want to go, we can go. Like, this is, if you don't go, I'm finna go. And when I go, <laughs> it's gonna be over for you. You know what I mean? That's gonna be a whole and problem. Ewan, it's gonna be a whole mess. Also, I want to say, I don't like Ewan. I don't like Ewan. Like, okay. he's a rich white man who wants to pretend like he is, like, liberal and he's a, like, he critiques everything. He's upset about everything. He doesn't like anything. Like when Greg was straight up like, "I'm gonna go against my, you know, dad." He was upset with what Kendall did, which like I was too, because obviously it was pompous yeah. and a bit arrogant. He was trying yeah. to do mm-hmm. it for to serve his own personal good and not trying to help the victims at all. But in every single thing, Ewan just comes off as like a philosophy tree teacher rather than a grandfather. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like the very last, like season three, Ewan just looks at Greg and he's like. You just gotta do better. you need to make better choices, man. Like you can't you can't keep doing this. And like you could have just said that from the beginning, Ewan. Like you could said from the beginning, I'm just saying. John give us a whole dissertation about like how horrible the earth is. Like we get it, sir. You're a rich man. All right. You realize you could do something about that, right? Mm. Like you don't like your brother, but you're still a shareholder in his company. You still have a seat on the board and you live off of his money. How about you take this money and do something to help other people?
1: Uh, Why don't you yeah. donate to
0: some organizations?
1: Huh.
0: Um, how about you give back?
1: Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Giving
0: all your money to Greenpeace? How about some grassroots organizations on the ground that are helping people in your local communities?
1: No, I would have never thought of that. No. You're going to donate no. to Greenpeace
0: and then report it on your taxes and then get that money back, huh? Yeah, mm. that sounds great. Oh. Actually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a great person. Wow. We mm-hmm. love to see it. We'd love to see it. Yeah, um, let's see., uh, I do think that like there are certain times there have been a lot of times in the show where like something traumatic is happening and they're just too focused on business. like there was a shooter in the building or at least they thought there was uh-huh. and it was really someone who like took their own life, which is very sad, but also like very reflective of like the kind of environment that they created at that place in that company it's very reflective of the people there in the company and they went out like everything's fine everything's okay like even when Rhea Jarrell was straight up like oh I know this must be very hard for you that this happened like straight up Kendall Shiv like clockwork stone face repeating like fake lines oh yeah thoughts and prayers
1: thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers like like stop were y'all born without souls is that it is that it or oh, when did they leave your body? Like, can like, you tell me at what age your soul just like left? For
0: Kendall, it was six when he put Roman in that birdcage, but she I'm knows true. that's besides the point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For she, it was probably when she started burning her little frilly dresses because she didn't want to be like a girl.
1: I sense.
0: Yeah. Overall, Secession is a great show. It is mm-hmm. a good show. It's well written, it's well done. Season three just wasn't the best season, you no. know? I'll probably check in for season four. You know what I mean, but I might want somebody to spoil it for me before I watch <laughs> it, just so I just know sure. if I should spend my time watching the show. Because if it wastes my time, I'm I'm not gonna bother. You know. Mm. I'm also interested in figuring out what's going on with Logan and his assistant. Yeah. Is she gonna carry his baby? Yes. It uh, would be much of a plot point if she didn't. That's gonna be so weird. Also, that means that Alex Skarsgård is probably going to be like a main character in the show uh-huh. now, which will be interesting.
1: I think it just makes much more sense story-wise for her to uh, have his kids or whatever, yeah.
0: Glenn, is there anything else you want to say about Secession?
1: Not really. I'm still looking forward to season four. I'm still looking forward to it. Um, I might be the one that spoils it for you, just so like, you Yeah, you know. can go
0: ahead and do that. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um. Yeah, uh, I feel like, oh, I also want to say there are so many times when Shiv is right, but in the times that she's right, it's at the wrong time. Yeah. You know, like in the park, but also with that letter to mm -hmm. Kendall, Mm -hmm. that letter was so, like the fact that Roman and Connor couldn't sign that letter really shows something. Because like Shiv, she is ready to like pull out the gauntlet for whenever she needs to. Uh she'll do it and her calling um her calling Kendall an absent father with substance abuse issues is true like it is we didn't see his kids or Rava in season two at all and I do kind of want to like I want him to interact more with his kids I'm not gonna lie because he's the only person there who has children and I kind of do want to see them a little bit more next season I feel like it would be interesting I don't think ship would be a good mother I don't think she should have kids I uh. think it was weird that Tom would suggest that she have a baby so that she would have something to do while he was gone or that he would have something to come back to, which is like extremely hurtful to say that you're a partner. Yeah. Like, it's weird because like I watched a I was watching some videos to like try and prepare for the podcast. Uh. And there are people who kept saying like, oh, you know, they love each other in their own way. And I was like, they don't love each other, though. They like the status that their marriage brings each other, but they're not happy with each other. They don't really love each other. They don't really care about each other. Mm. Like Tom is deeply unhappy and he willingly sacrificed his wife and like betrayed her just so that he could have a better end with Logan because he told Logan straight up that he was ready to go to jail for him. And he was, and he meant it. And then he betrayed Logan again. And Tom is looking like a pretty good fourth son to have now yeah, because he really will be faithful to Logan to the very end. Like, Tom has been playing the law game for real. And, like, you know, thing is, Tom is actually pliable, but Tom is also kind of, like, Logan told Kendall that, like, you can't be the CEO because you're not a killer. Like, Tom has that kind of, like, killer instinct in yeah. him a little bit.
1: so Definitely more than Kendall.
0: Definitely more than Kendall. Because imagine Tom, like, there was a kid that took their own life And I think there were some theorists that, like, it was the person that Tom made his human footstool, and he didn't even blink or care or didn't even say anything or didn't even consider it. Like, that already shows that, like, maybe he did get into the right family, you know? Uh Uh Maybe Tom is the person we should have been looking out for, and Greg is his second-in-command. Imagine never being able to have a good job in your life, and you were just born into the right family, and suddenly you're a millionaire.
1: You know, I would like to imagine it. I I would like to to pretend. I need to
0: check my lineage. Yeah.
1: I need to check my lineage. There's something missing. I'm about to go to 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 incestry.com or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Something. Is there money coming my way or not? Like, let me know. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, All in all, Secession. I would still give it like a 9 out of 10. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know? It's still a really good show. And I think that um i really don't know what else to say
1: it's a great show if for some reason you didn't haven't watched it and you're listening to this still go watch it yeah you should go watch it
0: i did make a lot of notes in this but all in all it's just it's a show about family Ew, shut up. <laughs> it's about family you know no it's about money <laughs> money family greed and everything in between (laughs) yep that's what happens yeah all right um excuse me if we don't have any more final thoughts i think we're just gonna move into the all pass segment of the podcast where we talk about things that are coming out or industry news that we're going to pass on um glenn is there anything you're gonna pass on this week
1: i would just like to take this time this is the only thing i have to say I would just like to take this time to remind all of our wonderful listeners, you lovely, beautiful, gracious, amazing listeners of such high intellect who are so critically aware of the world and the movies and the series and the media that they consume. I'd like to just take this time to remind you that coming out this Friday is both Death on the Nile and Tall Girl 2. I want to remind you to not watch either of them. Thank you. Mm. Uh, Boycott. Let Netflix know that I can't get away with Go to you with all the other cancellations, as we recently talked about. And let Death on the Nile know that just because it hides one of the main characters, so they're not in the trailer at all, doesn't mean they're not in the movie. Hmm. That was all
0: okay. Period. Uh, speaking of Netflix, my pass this week is going to be to Bridgerton season two. Um, is it coming out? I watched. It's coming out soon. It's coming out very soon. Oh, I'm so now I'm
1: interested. Yeah. So I actually so... might watch this because you brought it to my attention. <laughs> because the books, I... the books hit very bad. After mm-hmm. where the series ends, and like as the books continue, we'll get into some dark territory.
0: Mm-hmm. I am going to be honest. Um, I'm going to pass on Bridgerton. Uh, if there is a, if you want to do a pod, on Bridgerton, we can do one. Absolutely but not. But I'm just going <laughs> to...
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. It does not deserve it.
0: I There are so many things I have to say about it, and not a lot of good things, to be honest. Um, I do want to say beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Like, beautiful gowns. But Terrible wigs.
1: Beautiful gowns.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I really do have a kind of, like... My least favorite genre of television and movies is taking something that's oppressive but making it progressive. Like, taking a police station, a precinct, but filling with people of color. Taking slave owners and making them all Black people. Taking Regency era, England, slavery very much existed but giving them a Black queen. You know, it's giving, like, let's rewrite history. It's giving performatism. Hmm. And there are a lot of issues with season one, you know, like, oh, there yeah. are issues with, oh, yeah. like, Daphne's character. Um, there are problems that, like, there's a huge problem. I have a huge problem with, like, the fact that the Duke is openly friends with the white man, but only hangs out with his black friends in the darkness or where no one else can see them. Yeah, actually, and,
1: given the time period, it should be the other way around. It should be the other way around. Yeah.
0: And also the fact that like um his friend needs money and he's not even gonna spot his friend like 50 quid, like you can't just write him a check. You're gonna let him get punched in the face over and over again so he can provide for his family. And the fact that like the only older dark skinned black woman is like the one narrator who isn't married uh-huh. and isn't engaged to anybody, like doesn't have a love interest, it's just like there, huh? yeah there's a lot that um there's a lot about the show that i'm just not comfortable with and yeah. i know that like season two will probably be better and like address things more uh there are people who are upset with the fact that
1: like you have a lot of hope and i not well, about you i, I really like hope. that about you i like that after all you've been through you Shut still somewhere to hold on to the light no that's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs>
0: That was not that was not nice. That was not funny. <laughs> that was a compliment. No was it no, no was it, it? <laughs> Like okay I'm I'm not if if people talk about season two and they say that it's better and I hear a few snippets about something interesting, mm-hmm. I might watch it because I'm not gonna lie. The actor who's gonna be like I think like in the books because that lady has like 12 eight kids. Or something like that. She has a ton
1: of kids. She I has a lot of kids. I'm pretty sure it's like 12.
0: And basically the son is going to be the next person to be engaged. This as Andrew. The actor who plays that son, I recognize him from like a couple of things. The only thing I really recognize him, in, recognize him from is Crashing, which is mm. Phoebe Waller-Bridge's show that lasted one season, six episodes. It's on Netflix. It's really good. It was like one of her first TV shows. It's super funny, and he was also in Doctor Who for like an episode or two. So he's a pretty attractive actor, and he's actually really. I feel like he would be really good in the show, and the woman he's supposed to fall in love with is um, South Asian. Mm. So that'll be very interesting because a lot of people were upset there wasn't a lot of like uh, Asian representation, like Middle Eastern Asian, Eastern Asian, South Eastern Asian representation. So. Obviously, in the season two, there probably will be more and there yeah. will be some things changed around in the coming seasons as well. And Bridgerton was a good watch. Like, I had fun watching it and I enjoyed it, but I don't think I'm going to watch season two. I think I'm going to let it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to pass because, like, I'm sure there are some things that are going to change, but there are a lot of things that they're not going to change or just not address and I think that the guy who played the Duke isn't going to be in the second season either, which will be weird because he's best friends with the guy who's going to be the main character of season two. So it would be essential for him to be there so he can, like, help his friend out. But I think he's not returning because, like, they had uh, creative differences or something like that. And honestly, I would return back to a show if I had filmed that scene. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, I would, I would be upset. Mm. I would. You know, but uh, yeah. And I also don't like that the one black man who was in the show turned out to be like very abusive, like just a horrible father altogether. Yeah. When there aren't a lot other, other very black suspicious. people in the
1: show, very weird.
0: Ah, uh, I don't like it. Also, uh, I feel like the queen character, like the queen being a black woman, I feel kind of mixed about it because I feel like if the king got out one day and he told the people that like. She isn't really the queen, and he doesn't know who she is. In real life, she would be hanged, or you know, sold, hanged,
1: beheaded, guillotine, yeah. guillotine, guillotine. So yeah,
0: her being the queen is like interesting. Also, they should not have revealed Lady Whistledown's um, real identity any the season one. No, that's a season three revelation.
1: For you to well, tell us. that's a season six revelation. Yeah, this is gonna be going for a minute
0: because this is Shonda Rhymes' baby. This is the first show she's making because she has a deal with Netflix to adapt a bunch of books into Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely gonna be more seasons coming of the show. It's not, this show is never gonna be a Netflix's chopping block because Shonda is just too valuable of a get for Netflix. The same mm-hmm. with Kenya Burris, you know, they're both very much like incredibly talented people. And their shows are going to be given the space and the time to flourish and grow. So they didn't have to reveal that in season one unless they plan on passing, unless she plans on passing down the title to somebody else. But um, yeah. Mm. And I just want to say um, if Eloise is not a lesbian by the end of season two. Uh,
1: If Eloise is not a lesbian by episode two. Shonda, don't play with us.
0: (laughs) All right. You know what we want. All right, I'll watch How to Away with Murder. All right, I tried to finish that show. Mm. I tried to finish that show for you. All right, I tried to finish that show for you, please. All right. Um, I don't think there's anything else I want to talk about. I know that the Oscar nominations came out already, but we don't need to talk about that. I was about to say, about I haven't looked at them. I have purposely not
1: <laughs> looked at them. Yeah. I did not
0: feel the need. No, we can talk about them another time. Okay. Another day, another dollar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but guys um this has been the podcast i've been meaning to watch that thank you so much for listening uh if you like to support us you know feel free to head over to anchor and support us uh if uh you know what share the pod tell your friends about it follow us on tiktok we're putting clips up there follow us on instagram like us on facebook you know, if we get more people listening, we may have some more exclusive content coming to you guys. So, you know what? Share, share, share. share tell people uh-huh. about it. And don't forget to check me and Glenn out. Our socials are in the description at the end of every podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great day, you guys. Yeah. My Bye, guys. Bye.